Well, we have day one of the NFL draft in the books, and now it's time to do a quick review and look forward to day two here in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Don't forget about the old TikTok, RoyDog13 on the TikTok. You don't stop. But like I said, day one is over, and we're moving on to day two, but we want to do a quick review here uh, with me. Of course, is Mr. Paul Burkle. Say hello, sir. Hello, everybody. Oh, man, Paul, how did you feel about day one? I think it was pretty exciting. Um, interesting with the Texans moving up. Um, you know, they, maybe they gave up a little extra picks there. It didn't work out, but, I mean, getting your franchise quarterback and maybe a franchise DN, uh, pretty big, I think, for them. Interesting with the Lions. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of Campbell and Gibbs. Um, kind of wanted to save that as a surprise, but that's a surprise that's like uh, the well-known surprise of the draft, I believe, even more so than B. John Robinson going to the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, we're going to go here. We're going to go pick by pick. And like I said, we're going to do this one really quick. We do have uh, the videos of our thoughts and feelings. Uh, from yesterday those did go out on twitter pretty much only um ran in some wi-fi issues so we focused on our main account um over there and then i will get everything out to facebook um instagram tiktok and then we are going to attempt to do the facebook live um one of the things that was troublesome is the fact that there isn't a lot of information on what we can and cannot do within these media workplaces. Uh, we did not know that we would have been able to have live streamed from the media workshop. Um, so we are going to correct that and we are going to do that today or at least make the solid attempt to do it as long as I think we get away from uh, the couple of uh, groups that were there uh, kind of sucking the Wi-Fi from a certain spot. It seemed like we move away from them, and stuff would start downloading a little bit quicker. Um, so that is going to be our attempt. We're going to do the Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to try and get that started before 6 o'clock uh, Central Time today uh, from the NFL uh, Media Workroom. But we're going to get in here. We're going to start from you know pick one. There was only 31 picks uh, based on the fact that the Miami Dolphins did lose their first-round pick uh, with the whole Brian Flores debacle. So here we go. We go to the Carolina Panthers, who take quarterback Bryce Young. Uh, Wasn't a real well-kept secret out of Alabama. Um, Good kid. We like him a lot. The only problem is his height, and like I have said on – you know, a couple of videos. He is he is short. He is my height. Um, the five ten is being still very generous. Um, he comes off as somewhere between five nine and five ten, and that could be trouble if he didn't have the mobility that he had to kind of work out of you know any type of situation. Um, you know, we've talked about this before in the past with Kyler Murray. Uh, being a shorter quarterback now he's not as uh he doesn't have that much movement where he has that willingness to kind of take off and run but um he's mobile enough to kind of move himself over find himself a lane if he knows where the target is uh moving on we go to ohio state they did end up taking cj stroud we had seen uh with miss Britt flynn that the betting odds of him being the number two overall pick were increasing. 
uh, as the night kind of went on. So for over the last hour, it went from like negative 400 on the betting odds on FanDuel to about negative 2,000. So it was becoming more and more clear that he was definitely going to be the second pick. Uh, the big surprise was that the uh, Texans then went ahead and moved up yet again uh, to the third spot and then ended up taking Will Anderson, who many thought that was going to be the second pick uh, with the standalone there for the Houston Texans. But they go back-to-back, taking their quarterback of the future, and as as uh, Paul did mention, uh, quite possibly their edge rusher of the future in Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Again, any thoughts on any more thoughts on that? No, it's just very, very interesting um, how the rumors were out with Will Anderson and then, you know, no, no way C.J. Stroud's going there too. And then, poof, like within a half hour of the pick, those betting odds, like, whoa, you know. It, very interesting how that played out. Exactly. You know, I, in I, life, lifetime. <clears throat> um, so then we move on to pick four. That was the Indianapolis Colts selecting Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Uh, which we kind of suspected was going to happen if he made it there to four, uh, working with you know new head coach Shane Steichen, who uh, you know basically built Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles. So it made sense that if they were going to take a quarterback who was a little bit raw, uh, but had that rushing ability, that Anthony Richardson would be the pick. And I I can't really fault him for it. It is a boomer bust pick. Um, but we've seen the we've seen the kid in person. He he is he is massive. Uh, he's a real kid. He's a he's a man amongst boys, an athlete. Mm-hmm. Look at all his numbers at the combine. He crushed every record there was. I, I'm pretty sure for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, maybe a one in a lifetime uh, athlete at the, that position, kind of for that for way the Colts are looking at it. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you're going to try to build with you, with the Philadelphia offense, and then get a quarterback with is potentially better than Jalen Hurts, you know, in, in their eyes, uh, at four, that's pretty good. It's a really good starting piece, and with all the headaches that the Colts have had at quarterback, you know, since unfortunate Andrew Luck retirement, uh, Anthony is it, a great pick. Just a great pick. So then here we get into a little bit of, uh, you know, mystery chaos, you know, as it is. It's a great pick, um, but not one that we were kind of expecting, and that was uh, Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback out of Illinois, going to the Seattle Seahawks. It wasn't something that I felt was a pressing need uh, for a first-round pick because they did so well getting Tariq Woolen later in the draft last season. But they do take Devon Witherspoon. He was my top corner, um, and they will and they will move him across from Woolen, uh, taking Michael Jackson's spot, which is perfect, with now Julian Love, who came over from the New York Giants, uh, filling in as the slot corner. So they are set on the back end uh, for the foreseeable future. Then we get to uh, pick six, where... Uh, the Arizona Cardinals had traded back to, and they ended up utilizing the pick, and that was for offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Kid we really liked. Uh, he's a very uh, uh, <laughs> he, he's very friendly, he's very going. easy to get along with, yeah. um, but he is he's, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. He is a monster. Um, the Arizona Cardinals didn't necessarily need to take an offensive tackle, but they did take him. Uh, he is slot- slotted in right now at left guard, but there is potential for him to move to offensive tackle when the Arizona Cardinals see how good he is on the field. They can switch him to the outside before the season starts. So at some point, I do believe he will be the left tackle of the future for the Arizona Cardinals. He, he's all a six six. He's all <laughs> he's a tall dude. He's big. Oh yeah. Uh, Raiders of Las Vegas, they go defense, which they really, really need, and take uh, 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 edge rusher Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. It's tree. 
It's true. Because he's as big as a tree. He is big. He is really big. He's ready to go. There is a video of him talking about uh, sacking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so he's chomping at the he's chomping at the bit. It's like we said yesterday. These kids are really, really get ready to go. The, especially the defensive players, they are ready to go and get out on the field. Uh, now, number eight <clears throat> shouldn't have been a real big surprise. It's a it's a good fit for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but just the fact that he went so high and that was running back B. John Robinson out of Texas uh, fits, you know, anybody's running scheme really. Um, but with that being what the Atlanta Falcons really want to focus on is, you know, their offense, um, putting him in there, having him backed up by Tyler Algier, they are set for running back, you know, at least through the next five years. Yeah. He's a fantasy must-draft, I think. Absolutely. He is, he is with that, with that, he is the number one dynasty pick, yeah. uh, no matter what. I'm just letting all my uh, dynasty leagues know that uh, if I have the first pick, uh, which I do in one because my team sucked last year, <laughs> I'll be fully honest on that. Um, Bijan will be my first pick. Thank you very much. At nine, the rich get richer. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles taking Jalen Carter to detackle out of Georgia. Uh, he's going to be slotted in with, uh, you know, right right there in the middle right away. Um, Fletcher Cox, uh, Jordan Davis along the defensive line kind of rotating in. Um, the Georgia boys are coming to stay in the, in the city of Philadelphia. It, and this wasn't really that surprise of a pick um, as a possibility, but when they traded up, you know, one spot with the Chicago Bears, we pretty much figured this was going to be Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. So the Bears then traded back, you know, traded back one spot with Philadelphia, and they took their right tackle in Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Uh, good kid, a uh, little bit sloppy with his pass protecting, but with being on the right side, he's uh, he is a mauler. Um, he is going to own that right side. Uh, that will shift Tevin Jenkins into the right guard spot, and that should be their right side of the offensive line for the foreseeable future as long as they gel. It's a great fit for Chicago. Great great piece to get. Absolutely. At 11, Tennessee takes offensive tackle Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. Uh, They have him slotted in at right guard right now. Uh, There have been talks that the arms are a little bit too uh, short. Uh, but he can slide out to the right tackle position, even with the short arms. I had mentioned within the media center um, that Penny Sewell had the same uh, disc- uh, you know, issues that everybody was worried about. Um, Brian Bulaga. Brian Bulaga for the Packers. Playing 10 years. He supposedly has short arms. Get out of here. Yeah, so. If you can play, you can play. So Skaronsky can move out to out to the outside to the tackle spot on the right side, uh, and I believe that will happen before the season starts. Now here's the surprise, and that is Detroit taking Alabama running back uh, Jameer Gibbs. We like Gibbs very very much. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It is. It has nothing to do with his talent. It had everything to do with the Detroit Lions bringing in David Montgomery from Chicago. Uh, DeAndre Swift still being there, um, and then having you know, you know, capable backups in there. So there wasn't really a feel that they had a need here. So this was kind of more of a luxury selection. Now it has come to rumor today that the Detroit Lions are quite possibly trading DeAndre Swift to the Miami Dolphins. So that's something that we're going to be taking, uh, keeping an eye on today. Uh, for the second and third round, and we would be more than happy to keep everybody updated as soon as that possibly happens. The Packers at 13 uh, moved up two spots, of course, with the Aaron Rodgers trade, and they take edge rusher Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. And I will give this one to Paul. Uh, just a great fit in terms of what the Packers are looking for. They're always looking for a young guy who has uh, younger in uh, like a sophomore type, uh, someone who can be built and coached up to a position. Uh, the kid is 6'5", on, uh, 
unrelentless motor. Uh, he's yet to tap into his potential. Um, the big thing for him right now is everybody's question, oh, he didn't start, but that has nothing to do. He played so many snaps um, for Iowa. Uh, hard-working kid, and, like, he's just getting into football. He was a hockey guy. Um, turned into, you know, football was his passion, but he did to both. But Van Ness is a perfect fit for what they want to do. He's a culture guy, as, as Goon Goon says, said. <clears throat> I mean, he's going to fit right in. He's going to have to play right away, too. Um, Gary's coming off uh, the ACL. Uh, you know, it's they're gonna they're gonna put him at that outside linebacker position and let him and let him kind of grow with a trial by fire, uh, kind of like Gary did um, when he came in. Um, but uh, I I like the pick. I like the kid a lot. Um, whether or not it works out, you know, it is it is a semi boomer bust. But I mean, when you look at the kid and you look at the skill set that he has. He's projected to be a really big boom. Um, this could be the kid that, you know, honestly could be that, you know, T.J. Watt for the Green Bay Packers uh, as far as a rushing, you know, a guy who can really disrupt um, and cause change in the opponent's offense. And, and the Packers always tell us what they like to do in the first round, and people don't want to listen, but they value the premier positions, offensive tackle, corner, and edge rush mm-hmm. and they got a premier position guy <clears throat> yep so you know as we as both of us said yesterday it is not going to be jackson smith in jigba <laughs> um i will just leave it at that yeah. and we will move on to the pittsburgh steelers who acquired uh the 14th pick from the new england patriots uh, rumor has it that this is all because the Packers took Lucas Van Ness at the 13th pick, um, and that was going to be New England's guy. So they moved back, gave the pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who took Broderick Jones' offensive tackle for Georgia, who is going to slide right in on that left side for them. Um, he is very, very good. Uh, can't get it. Tends, can get a little sloppy, but he, he does keep his shoulders square and keeps the man in front of him, and that's what you really want out of your out of your premier left tackle. Doesn't he scream a Pittsburgh guy? I mean, he just seems like a Pittsburgh tough, like you know, strong. Just just a Pittsburgh guy, man. He, like that, I mean, he's, he's good. They're he's building. Strong. They're doing the right thing in building their offensive line. Um, keep their you know young quarterback and Kenny Pickett. Uh, healthy and you know giving Najee hopefully giving Najee Harris you know just those running lanes that he needs to so we move on to 15 that is the New York Jets pick for the with the Aaron Rodgers trade switch uh Will McDonald the fourth uh edge rusher out of Iowa State he is going to slide in um at defensive end primarily but they they are going to rotate these guys um from linebacker to DN keep everybody fresh they're going to have a hell of a pass rush um this upcoming season i expect big things from will mcdonald as a rookie uh so just keep paying pay attention everybody's going to be focusing on that offense that defense is where it's really really at and that's a good thing for head coach robert sala the washington commanders and do we have our music Cobra! <laughs> the Washington Cobra Commanders with their first round pick. Take Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. I'm going to slot in right across right across from Kendall Fuller. We like, it's a good pick. They're going to be they're going to be decent. Um got sticky hands. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. A great pick, great pick for Washington in the soon to be uh, post Dan Snyder era. Uh, next, we had we did have a small cornerback run. 
Uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon uh, went to the New England Patriots. Instant starter right now for for that New England defense. It was a great pick for New England. Uh, definitely filled a need there. Uh, Detroit is back with their second pick of the first round, um, taking uh, inside linebacker Jack Campbell from Iowa. Uh, strong, tough kid. Uh, he's going to fill a need right next to Malcolm Rodriguez there in the middle. Uh, they're building up. They're building up that linebacking core. I don't hate it, especially if you slide him in right next to Aiden Hutchinson coming off that edge. Yeah, the only criticism um, since last night to the, is like, uh, did they take him too early? You know, kind of deal. And we're giving a, a little bit of flack of that, especially with if you had Gibbs in there and then Campbell. Both guys that you probably could have got later in the draft had these so-called draft experts, you know, giving them a hard time. But the player himself is a—he's a baller, you know. So I mean, and he fits that Lions culture that Dan Campbell is tough, 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 hard-nosed guy. Yeah, so I can't argue pick, you know. But maybe just where? You know? I mean, if they didn't take the corner at twelve, which. You know, we kind of proje- everybody kind of projected them to take a corner, and all of them were there, yeah, your guy. except for Devon Witherspoon. And we yeah. figured quite possibly because Witherspoon was gone, that was their guy. So they didn't want Gonzalez. They didn't want Forbes. They wanted Witherspoon. Witherspoon is that guy who's going to punch you in the face from the from the secondary. And that is really a Detroit-type guy. That's why Christian Gonzalez wasn't there uh, or wasn't taken. That's why Emmanuel Forbes isn't taken because that's not the way they play. They don't fit within the defensive scheme as well uh, with what Detroit is trying to do. So when I get a text that says, what are you talking about scheme? We're talking about players. Go fuck yourself and go learn your goddamn team, Jason Fabus, because you have no fucking clue. And that's why... You're clueless when it comes to the Detroit Lions and what they're going to do. So go sit on your fucking front lawn and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Anything to add? Uh, oh, hi, Favis. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, don't don't ever live within a block of me and talk shit because and be a Lions fan. Take a shit on your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> At 19, uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay, I was going to say the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I'm still in baseball mode. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Pittsburgh defensive tackle, Kalijah Cansey. Uh, Cansey is kind of a D tackle DN hybrid, uh, so he is perfect for a 3 4 defense. Uh, he's going to slide in there right next to Vita Vea very well. Uh, he is. <laughs> he's gonna be. He's gonna be a good kid as long as he's coached up well. And you know, with that coaching staff, uh, you know, especially being the head coach, being a former defensive coordinator, uh, they'll be just fine there. So now we get into the the quad wide receiver run, as I like to call it. Uh, Seattle uh, took Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, he'll slide. He should slide right into the slot right away, um, and will flip flop with Tyler Lockett out there. Uh, D. Eskridge, which we talked about yesterday, uh, he's the prime candidate with this draft with all the smaller guys. He was going to be the odd man out. He's proven. So can't the, make the club in the tub. So we had a lot of people within that media room wondering why the. Uh, wide receivers were dropping, and you can really tell um, that there's a lot of people within the media. And I don't, I don't really give a shit if anybody gets offended when I say this. Um, there's a lot of people within the media who don't really understand um, how shit works with the NFL, how the coaching staffs look at players, you know, GMs look at players and how they fit in here. This was not a good wide receiver class. I got a lot of fucking shit. Uh, uh, shit looks uh, when I said this that you know this wide receiver class isn't as good as you're trying to make it out to be. Um, it is small. Uh, Paul will stand by this. He was saying this as well. They're small. Uh, there's a lot of problems with each and every single wide receiver in this class. There's no guy that is flawless. There's no guy where I can go. You know Justin Jefferson. 
you know, a lot of people didn't say it, it, you know, didn't see it as that he could play on the outside. I saw it. Uh, there's a few others that within fantasy football that saw it. Um, Chase, you know, uh, uh, Jamar Chase was a perfect example of a guy who just fit right in with uh, Cincinnati with his old quarterback. I mean, they were a step above the rest of the pack. There's not that much here. It's all it's all kind of garbled. It's kind of mixed. It's a mix and match. It's who you like more, who you see the potential. Now, there is a lot of potential with Jackson Smith and Jigba. The only thing that I'm going to tell you is he's had a lot of hamstring problems, which is a deterrent that could continue to to hinder him. He also needs to really work on his hands. Every single ball that he grabs is is a body catch. It's a full I need my body to catch this ball and secure it and secure it fully. That was my dig on him. I like the kid talent-wise. He has a lot of talent and he can shoot to the fucking moon. But with the issues on there, him falling to 20, I think that's perfectly fine if you want to take a shot on him at 20. But if you're telling me within the top 10, top 15, no, I would never take a shot on him. Now, interesting enough, probably the most NFL-ready type wide receiver really is Quentin Johnson out of TCU who was taken by um, the Chargers. Now, the only thing I would say here is they basically took Mike Williams. So they have two Mike Williams and a Keenan Allen. This would have been the perfect thing to have seen uh, maybe as Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison, the you know two other guys who were projected in the first round, to replace Keenan Allen and let Josh, Josh Palmer develop on the outside. But they didn't do that. They took Quentin Johnson. Quentin can fit in. Or can fill in inside, but he's probably better suited for the outside position. So we have him slotted outside across from Mike Williams. Keenan Allen continues to be in the slot. Next, Baltimore taking Zay Flowers, the kid out of Boston College. It's perfect, 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 perfect fit for him in this offense. You get Bateman on the one side, you get OBJ on the outside, you can put Zay Flowers in the slot. They can go three wide with Mark Andrews in at tight end. Lamar Jackson did get his extension, yeah, which was awesome yesterday. Yeah, uh, we talked about talk, we yeah, it was breaking news. Breaking news while we were checking in, we got mm-hmm. to talk to a few uh, Baltimore Ravens fans. They were excited about it. Uh, but Zay Flowers fits in real nicely in there. Uh, they have wrapped a little bit of an offensive blanket around. Uh, Lamar, quarterback Lamar Jackson. So now he needs to fucking prove that he is the guy. Yeah. Uh, so then we move on to the Minnesota Vikings. A little bit of a surprise, but not really that they took wide receiver Jordan Addison uh, from USC. They're going to put him across from um, Justin Jefferson. And then, uh, God, who's the kid in the slot? Uh, uh, Osborne. Osborne, KJ Osborne. So pretty good year last year. Yeah. So with KJ Osborne kind of, kind of, you know, coming up in the slot, you have Justin Jefferson, the stud. Jordan Addison actually fits in really, really well on the cross and takes over that Adam Thielen spot on the other side, and it will give him an opportunity to grow as a wide receiver yes. and learn from one of the guys that we consider the best in the NFL. Kind of takes the pressure off a little. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So I was a little, like I said, I was a little surprised by it. But when you look at it from the outside and you kind of take a, you kind of, you know, sit back and look at it, this is actually probably a really, really good spot for Jordan Addison uh, in this year's draft. At 24, I got to remember that Miami didn't have a draft in, or a draft pick in the first round. So they kind of, they kind of fucked around with the numbers in here when they tell you the draft pick. But, New York filled a need at corner. Uh, uh, Maryland cornerback uh, Deontay Banks. It was a very good pick. Um, he should thrive in there as long as they can get a good pass rush and they can kind of not leave him hung out to dry. Yeah, he was potentially one of the best man-to-man coverage guys in 
this year's draft is athletic traits just mm-hmm. shoot out at you. And um, for what they want to do to the Giants, they hit a big need right there. Yep. Not a lot of people know about him. You know? Not a lot of people know about him, but he is very good. He is very good. Um, he is he is he's not perfect, um, but with the coaching staff that they have in New York, I do have a lot of confidence that uh, they're going to be able to get him uh, going rather quickly. This is probably going to be one of your better IDP cornerbacks uh, because teams are going to throw against him, and he is he is going to show out that you know stay away from this side of the fucking field. Now we move. To the Buffalo Bills at 25. They traded up. up, And they selected tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. The best way that I can explain this, because there's going to be a lot of people freaking out with Dawson Knox. And they should be kind of freaking out about it because this will take take some targets off. But you're going to have Stephon Diggs on one side. You're going to have Gabe Davis on the other. We have talked about how they have kind of struggled a little bit with that third wide receiver role. This was the Isaiah McKenzie spot. Uh, Khalil Shakir uh, kind of filling in. They did kind of bring him along. But the thing with Kincaid is he is not a true in-line tight end. He can slide out to where he basically becomes that slot wide receiver. So what we are kind of expecting is that they're going to kind of run a hybrid 12 where you're going to have both of these tight ends out there, but you're going to see Kincaid sliding out a bit more towards, say, the Gabe Davis side or take or towards the Stephon Diggs side. Take some of that pressure off of those outside receivers and kind of give them more of an opportunity to get open. It's a good place for him. It's a good. I think it's a wonderful pick for that offense, and maybe they can get some rhythm now. Yes, they seem so choppy, especially towards the end of the last year playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe now they can get a little rhythm and balance because when you have the two tight ends on that field, it also gives you a decent run looks. And so that defense, if you can get the running game going, you got to play that. You got to honor it at least. And that, like you said, getting those matchups with. Kate on the outside, you know, maybe that linebacker is cheating him in, mm-hmm. and that's one-on-one with Steven Diggs or Davis. Yep. So that's it's a nice – I like what they're thinking there. Next we go to the Dallas Cowboys, and I hate to admit it, but the Dallas Cowboys actually did something correct. Uh, D-tackle was a very big position of need, and they filled that need with Michigan defensive tackle Maze Smith. Uh, very good, very good run stuffing D tackle. Uh, he's going to fill that need very, very admirably right out of the gate. And he doesn't get enough credit. He does have some pass rush skills to him. You know, he it's something that's growing on him in the last couple of seasons. But he definitely does have some pass rush ability out of that nose tackle three technique area. So I mean, he's not he's not just a big lugger slug. You know, he he's an athlete. Yep, he's an athlete. Yep, yep, yep. Then we get Jacksonville, and uh, I can't remember. Did Jacksonville move up? I moved think they up. traded down. Oh, that's right. They traded down. This is the trade with uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, they traded down. So traded down um, and picked up uh, offensive tackle Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Uh, we had talked yesterday that Cam Robinson was going to be facing a PED suspension. They don't know how long. Um, and he is on a contract, and I believe they can get out of that contract as well without taking much financial risk. So Anton Harrison is going to fit right in at left tackle for Cam Robinson, and this quite possibly could be the end of Cam Robinson in Jacksonville as a whole. So Cam Robinson really kind of fucked himself right now. It just popped in my head. It's kind of like, uh, was it Cross from, uh, was it in Seattle last mm-hmm. year? Remember? Uh, we were talking about him. He came in and started like right away for Seattle. It's almost the same kind of, yep. to me, same kind of guy. Yep. He can come in and he can start right away. He's pretty polished. He's Yeah, he's pretty, sol- he's pretty solid. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not your all pro, he's not your consistent all pro. Like he's going to be top of the league, but he's going to definitely be within the top five, ten 
off you know left tackles within the league pretty pretty soon. It's going to be sooner rather than later. So, but we, then we move on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and here's a guy that uh, Mr. Burkholz is very happy is is very excited about, but not excited that he kind of went to the Bengals. Um, because, you know, fuck our friend Dave Thompson. Uh, but it is <laughs> edge rusher Miles Murphy out of Clemson. And that is going to be a terrific defensive rotation uh, from the end position from outside linebacker. I mean, they he can flip in and out. Yeah, who do they, they have uh, Hubbard on one side. Now they have Miles Murphy on the other. He was great at setting the edge. He's got that strong arm mm-hmm. where he's setting the edge. He's got... Pass rush ability to him, and he's still learning some more tools. He's got a couple, just a couple moves, but he's, he he develop off of that. Uh, I think they're just tapping into his athletic ability too. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a better year last or twenty twenty one season. This senior year, he's so so. I think it might be because what they're asking him to do, maybe specific. Mm-hmm. But I I would have been happy with Packers grabbing him. But for the Bengals here late in the uh, late in the game, adding that defense, pass rush in that division, it's going to be clutch, and they got a guy. There we go. I like Miles. And then with the next pick, his teammate actually got picked, uh, defensive tackle Brian Breesy to the uh, New Orleans Saints fills the need there too Phil, because they yeah. did lose a couple of defensive tackles uh, in there in the in the uh, Big Easy. Uh, solid guy, uh, high high motor, high high motor guy. Ever gonna quit? No, and he's very very fast, um, deceptively fast for how big he is. So, uh, very solid guy there for the New Orleans Saints. Very very good pick. But then we get into the second to last pick here, and we go back to Filthy Delphia. Filthy Delphia. That whole thing, the rich get richer, and uh, they took Georgia outside linebacker Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith is a very, very high-end linebacker. He is a very, he's high a very, high, guy. yeah, high-character guy. He is a he is a undisputed leader for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, he's another one of those guys where I don't see him being the all-pro of all all-pros. But he is the guy who is going to be within that top five, top ten, who is going to be the leader of your defense for years to come. He is never going to be out of a job as long as he keeps himself going the way that he is. Being the guy that he is, he is going to continue to have that upper-level ability. I mean, he's got half his team from from college on his team, and so... He's already been a leader. He's, that's going to be an easy transition for him to continue to be a leader because most of his guys that he's playing with, he played with in college. And those are the same guys that were taking his leader that were taking his leadership while in Georgia. So that is un fucking believable. Filthy Delphia. Here we go. Man, crushed it. Uh, but the last pick going to the Kansas, the hometown Kansas City Chiefs here. Uh, defense, uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end, edge rusher uh, Felix Anudiki Uzoma nice out work. of Kansas State. Nice we work. got a name right. <laughs> we got a name right. I but I uh, like this kid too. He's another motor guy. Um, solid edge defender. Come inside a little bit. Five technique. Um, pretty good pass rusher. Yep. I yep. need that. So it was a very it was a very interesting uh, first round. It was a very good first round. I thought this draft went very well, um, and it was really weird because it went. It doesn't seem like it's going very fast until you have to put the information out, and then it's going super fast with the fifteen minutes in between picks because it felt like we were getting shit every five to ten minutes. Um, so that's why we're really big on having to get the computer there so we can do the updates while we're um, at the draft today uh, because we still have we have two rounds. They're going 10 minutes around, which means that information is going to come in rather fast. So that means we've got to do the live stream and we've got to do trying to get stuff out on Twitter. So that's why I want to do the live stream for Facebook uh, so we can kind of interact on there. 
uh, while we're, you know, while we're trying to make videos and talking about stuff. So, uh, but we want to kind of go through rather, you know, not too quick, but we want to kind of quickly go through uh, position by position, uh, kind of find some guys that could go in the second and third round here. Um, and you know what I'm going to do, Paul, is I'm going to duplicate this tab. I'm going to put this up here. So we can follow along on here. How about that? Okay, I like it. You like that? We're uh, going to go position by position this here. This fancy. Huh? <laughs> huh? We got the fucking technology. Who says we're a bunch of run-in-the-mill schmuck motherfuckers, huh? Huh? But uh, let's start at quarterback. We did see the fall of Will Levis out of the first round. A little bit surprising. Um, but we had talked about it that um, we were talking about it in the media room with other guys uh, trying to figure out landing spots. Um, basically said, hey, you get past these six these six picks, somebody's either going to trade up for him or he's gonna or we're gonna watch him fall. And he fell hard. Yeah, we thought maybe Minnesota with the Addison pick. Was the next, like, maybe potential first round at mm-hmm. the end of the first round there. But, yeah. And then seeing some of his body language, uh, I feel like he's kind of got embarrassed last night. By he he and, did. You know, uh, kind of feel bad a little bit. but Yeah, because. Maybe I'll make him a tougher person. But also maybe if it's, if it's a character issue, is why he didn't draft and he keeps pouting, there you go. That's why he keeps dropping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, um, yeah, I mean, really, it was <laughs> it was quite possibly, you know, when you get in the lower half of the draft, it was really going to only be Minnesota. Um, there was some talk at pick 20 that where JSN got taken that Seattle might pop for Will Levis. I said no. Um, but it was because, a chance because of the way the contract is structured with uh, Geno Smith. and There is, but the problem was – when you really looked at when you really look at Seattle, right? So they have they had Russell Wilson for a number of years, and then they got to Geno Smith, right? What are those two? What are the two traits that those quarterbacks had that Will Levis really doesn't have? He can move. He can run. So the way that the offense is going, they kind of wanted more of a mobile quarterback. That's why I believe that Will Levis was never going to go to Seattle. Uh, that would have been a, more of an Anthony Richardson thing, you know, way earlier, of course, in the draft. Yeah. But um, after that, it was really kind of Minnesota where the Jordan Addison pick was. Uh, they passed on him. Uh, so then after that, it was really going to only maybe be, maybe be New Orleans. Um where they, at, you know, at some point they could get out of the Derek Carr contract, but let him learn yeah. under Derek Carr, uh, and then you would have seen like guy like Jameis Winston maybe get cut. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. if that would have happened, um, but we had Will Levis, another guy that we're kind of paying attention to. The only guy that I believe outside of Will Levis that could go in the second and third round is uh, Tennessee Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. That's my, one of my favorite guys. Yep, and. The reason why he's falling is because of the ACL. Um, there's nothing that you can tell me about him that is, you know, anything really that negative outside of the offense that he played in and the fact that he is a little bit older. Um, but him going at the end of the first round was quite a possibility. But the second and third round, he's gone. He's gone. Now, is there any other quarterbacks that you think – Quite possibly could go before the, the end. The guy I like on this list and has my personal thing is number eleven there, Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett out of Shepherd. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, I'm just saying he's got the height, got the arm, he's got a little bit of mobility. The rest of those guys all got little goofy things with him. Yeah, I think you're full of shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we move to running back, and there's you know this is a deep, deep running back class. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see where any of these guys can uh, fall within, you know, the next six rounds. 
So Zach Charbonnet is going to be top of the list, is going to be a guy that everybody's going to watch, but he's got to really kind of fit the offense, I think, to be um, anybody of interest. Uh, Kendry Miller, we've seen some talk, quite possibly maybe. Quietly been moving up. Quietly been moving up the, like, rumor mill. Hearing his name a lot. And that's funny because this whole offseason, I haven't really heard a lot about Kendry Miller. Uh, We've been on him. since we started, you know, right before the combine and stuff, we've, we've been on Kendry Miller. He's a really class hat kid. I really like him. Uh, very productive. Uh, Devin A. Chain, the short, you know, smaller back out of Texas A&M has been talked about. Um, basically, your smaller running backs here are okay because a lot of the backfields are going to the tandem backfield. The the tandem backfields what i mean is you know they got one big guy that runs between the tackles and then they got the guy who can do the uh third down back roll or change of pace so running backs can go a lot earlier even if they're the smaller uh rando you know what we used to consider kind of the random you know uh uh, danny whitehead uh type guys um they're more prevalent now uh let's see here roshan johnson i don't see going within the top three tank bigsby is going to be curious in here um tajay spears out of Tulane is a guy that we're going to be watching and so is uh israel uh abada (laughs) i knew (laughs) abada abada uh out of pittsburgh i really like him i really like tj spears tajay spears yeah Uh, Chase Brown in there, I like him. Chase Brown, quite possibly. Zach Evans is really kind of the guy I think I'm kind of paying attention to out of Ole Miss. Uh, There had been some talk of him actually being up here where Miller and Charbonnet are. Um, Outside of that, I don't see Eric Gray, McBride. No, Deuce Vaughn's going to keep dropping. Here's a cur- now. Here's a couple of curious guys that I think we could pay attention to, and that's Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, who quite possibly could go at the end of the third round, um, and Daenerys Prince out of Tulsa. Those are two guys that we're really paying to. You think Keaton Mitchell quite possibly out of East Carolina? Dual backfield. Oh yeah. Yeah. Speed, it's ability to catch the ball in backfield. Oh yeah. And then want to say return ability. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wide receivers, we're going to have a ton go here, uh, second and third round, I think. I, at, at the very least, you're going to see a probably anywhere from 10 to 15 come out of here. Um, it, but, I mean, it's deep. How many we got on here? Oh, yeah. What, 50? Yeah, there we go. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, top of the list uh, guy type of guys, Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss, we both like. Uh, Jaden Reed, who we think, who I thought was very underrated out of Michigan State, but he's not. He's been mo- he's been quietly moving up everywhere I've been looking. Um, so a good guy there. The two Tennessee boys, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman, two completely different kinds of wide receivers. Tillman being more of the workman like. I've I've kind of said. You know, he's not Anquan Bolden, but he's Anquan Bolden-like. He'll do all the dirty shit that you need a wide receiver to do. Uh, More of a possession guy, but if he gets the opportunity, he can turn and burn it. So him, Jalen High is kind of more of the speedster type guy, but both of these guys are are a couple of the taller guys in this draft class. Also a premium in this class. Yes, very much so. So then we get Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Um, Josh Downs out of North Carolina has been getting a lot of run. I'm okay with Downs. It, he's not my favorite, but I think at you know six overall uh, from the ESPN list that we're looking at, I think he's fine. Uh, Nathaniel Dell, no. Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott, we've seen mocked in two different mock drafts going in the third round. I don't like it whatsoever. I think that's going to be a bust pick there. Uh, Charlie Jones is not getting enough respect on there. This is this is your closest closest comp to uh, uh, 
God. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I mean, it's almost a, an identical player. And I told you to take another look back on him, and you and you agreed, didn't you? I almost dropped my draw when I was like, yeah. Like body, everything, just demeanor. So that's a guy that we need to look at. A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. He's a bit raw, um, but we like him. Uh, he's been mocked up there. Not so much Antoine. I, I don't, I'm not a big Antoine Green guy out of North Carolina. Rasheed Rice out of SMU is going to be interesting. Um, a guy that we're really going to be looking at here and seeing where he's going is Michael Wilson out of Stanford. This is the guy who's had the foot issues. Uh, he's had a fractured foot in the same foot. Okay, fractured his foot, came back three days after he got clearance. He broke it again. That is a guy that you do not want to put invest any capital in. He's very talented. He's a very good wide receiver. The only problem is that injury, and that is a huge injury concern because that foot has the penchant to break yet again, especially at this level with how much pressure they're going to be putting on him. If it was a hand, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it was a hand, I'd be all right. Uh, just a couple of my guys that I'm okay. Hutchinson's okay. Uh, I kind of like I kind of like Washington, but he could be a fourth rounder. Trey Palmer is going to be a guy that we're going to watch out in Nebraska. Uh, that's a speedster. Uh, Keishon Butte out of LSU. I don't like him, but there's people pretty high on him. Uh, Ronnie Bell is the guy out of Michigan that I am kind of in love with a little bit. I think he's underrated. He could go at the end of the third round, but if he slips in the fourth, I get it. Uh, any other any other guy that you see? I think this list is actually pretty decent. I hate to give ESPN credit on it, but yeah, I don't know. That's all right. <laughs> 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 man, man, fuck, fuck that Count Chocula looking motherfucker. <laughs> That's all right. So now we move into the tight end categories here. Uh, Michael Mayer at the top, he's not our favorite, but Dalton Kincaid got taken, so I'm okay with him being the number two. Uh, Luke Musgrave uh, is all about where he will fit into the fit into a team's certain offense. Uh, Darnell Washington out of Georgia, we're going to keep an eye on. He is a high upside, uh, incredibly low floor uh, type guy to me. Um, but I mean at the you know, you get if you can get Darnell Washington in the third round, I think he's well worth the risk there. Uh, slam, uh, slam, Sam Laporta out of Iowa, we like. Uh, Tucker Craft is getting a lot, a lot, a lot of love uh, over the last couple weeks out of South Dakota State. Uh, Brenton Strange, no, I don't like him. Uh, Schoonmaker's okay, but he's more of a blocking tight end. Will Mallory's, eh, all right. You like Josh Weil out of Cincinnati. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of meh on him. Uh, Zach Kuntz out of uh, uh, Kuntz, uh, Old I, Dominion. I know that he did really well with his, all his testing. Yeah. Well, so did da- so did Davis Allen out of Clemson too. But it's not exactly one of my favorites. But I mean, you you have a solid ten to twelve in here that are probably pretty good. You well, you like your Noah Gindorf, don't you? Out of North Dakota State. <laughs> Who? Noah Gindorf. Yeah. So. Be interesting here. Uh, just real quick. Uh, fullback Hunter Lepke out of North Dakota State. That's my North Dakota State guy. I kind of want to see where he goes because if he ends up in the right team, like if he ended up in Kansas City. as their fullback and giving them even another option on there, taking the Michael Burton role and kind of running with it. That dude is talented enough to be that Michael Burton guy. And, and I mean, you look at that, you look at, uh, you know, he's not a terrific pass catcher, uh, but Kyle Juszczyk for San Francisco. They're doing toss sweeps with him. This this was the, if you're running the old school Tampa Mike Allstott offense, that is your guy. He is, look up Hunter Lepke. L-U-E-P-K-E. Okay. Look him up. He's not going to go, he's not going to go today. He'll go, he'll go tomorrow though. But I mean, damn. Look him up. Damn. 
All right, so we look at offensive tackles, uh, guys that can go. A lot of talent. A lot there. of talent. Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. Cody Bach out of North Dakota State. Uh, Dewan Jones, mm, the Ohio State. That's your big guy. Yeah. That's your. That's your. That's why I like him. That's your holy fuck. This dude. This Box dude is huge. <laughs> Tyler Steen out of Alabama. Blake Freeland out of Blake Free, uh, Blake Freeland out of BYU. Uh, Wanya Morris out of Oklahoma. He's okay. Uh, Carter Warren out of Pittsburgh's all right. I like his story. Uh, Jalen Duncan uh, no, or okay. Nick Saldaveri yeah. yep. out of Old Dominion. Yeah, he's pretty decent. Uh, McClendon out of Georgia would be good uh, somewhere in the, in the uh, by the end of the third round. There's a lot that can oh, actually come out of here. Look at these guys. Yep. You got Bostic, Kirkland, Bass. Uh, Ryan Hayes out of Michigan can play right tackle, at least be a competent back in, uh, back uh, that rotational type guy who can play at guard. Um, so there's, there's still a lot of talent. There's a lot of offensive tackle talent. And then, I mean, you move to offensive guard, nobody's been taken yet. So you got Steve Avila out of TCU. He is wonderful. So is I so. Osiris Torrance out of Florida is yeah, good. I watched video of Osiris Torrance uh, pretty much shutting down Jalen Carter a little bit. Yep, yep, so, very, very good. Uh, Chandler Zavala out of NC State, he's all right. Yep. Braden da- Daniels out of Utah, I liked. Uh, Sydney Sal, Eastern Michigan, no. Seam Richards out of North Carolina is all right. Um, Bradford at LSU, Mm, he gets himself turned every once in a while. A, there's a little bit of a drop. Yeah, there's there's a drop in here, although uh, Ekier Jr. out of Alabama and uh, Mafi uh, from UCLA, their guards are pretty decent. They should be up here. And then here we go. Here we go. Andrew Voorhees out of USC. I want to see if somebody takes a shot on him. He tore his ACL. This is the guy who tore his ACL at the scouting combine. And this is the guy who should be up right up here by Avila and Torrance as uh, one of the top three offensive guards. I want to see if somebody takes a shot on him late third, by the end of the third round, uh, takes a shot on him and lets it, it gets him into the building. Because this kid can be your, um, potentially be the all pro uh, guard of the future here uh, for whoever picks him up. Center, we got uh, no centers have been taken yet. So you got Tipman, Michael, uh, John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Uh, Scruggs, no. Whipler, Luke Whipler out of Ohio State should be Scruggs should be down here. I, let's just face facts. He's he's actually been compared uh, comp to guards, um, but the top three are Tipman from Wisconsin, Schmitz from Minnesota, and then Whipler out of Ohio State. All the Big Ten guys. Um, are at the top here. Uh, there's a couple other ones, but really, it's those three that we're looking at here for the first three rounds. Um, any other guy that you're that you kind of like? I I wasn't really thrilled with the center class this year. Uh, so now we look at defensive ends here. We still got Keon White. Now we did look back at the at the draft sheet. Um, NFL, NFL.com and ESPN both had him rated as basically a first-round pick. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him rated as a third-round pick. So depending upon where you're looking, he's either a huge, incredible value right now or he's still being taken way too early. So if he gets to, if, you're, if you're a PFF diehard where that's the only thing that you look at, uh, Keon White is going to go early he, to you. Um, he's going to be a second rounder in here. Uh, we met the kid, great kid. Uh, he's again chomping at the bit, ready to get on the field. He he's going to be really good for wherever he lands. Edabawari um, uh, out of Northwestern. Uh, Derek Hall, Brian, uh, Derek Hall out of Auburn. Byron Young out of Tennessee. Uh, my guy Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame. Uh, those uh, guys, Yaya Diaby out of Louisville would be the only other guy, I think. Maybe K.J. Henry, Ojomo out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I had to kind of work around that shit, too. Yeah, listed as DNs, but 
Well, let's go, let's go to D tackles and look here. Keanu uh, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin is going to go here uh, by mid second. Zach Pickens, Gervin Dexter. Uh, Zach Pickens out of South Carolina is going to be the interesting one to see where he lands. Uh, that's a good dude right there. Um, but then you do have uh, 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 Siaki Ikea uh, out of Baylor. Uh, Byron Young from Alabama. Those are another couple of guys that are going to go here. Um, quite possibly, too. Cameron Young here from Mississippi State. If somebody wants to reach up and Colby Wooden uh, would not be surprised. J- uh, Jaquelin. Jaquelin Roy out of LSU. Uh, he's going to go late third, early fourth, somewhere in there. Um, since we're kind of looking at rushers, too, let's go to outside linebacker before we go inside. B.J. Olegeri out of LSU. Uh, Nick Herbring out of Wisconsin. Uh, Nick Hampton is an interesting guy. He's Nick Hampton, Appalachian State. I think somebody's going to take a look at him. Uh take a shot on him. I think Thomas Incum out of Central Michigan is a possibility as well. Um, Andre Carter the second out of Army. Quite possibly. He's on the line for late third, yeah. early, you know, kind of the third, fourth, fourth round guy. guy. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot of these guys, I don't... You see, I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to reach on the edge rushers because they need them, so... I mean, Jose Ramirez can. Uh, Yasir uh, Abdullah out of Louisville, probably. Um, but I think that's about it. So we'll move into inside linebacker. Got got some really good inside linebackers that I think are going to go here. Trenton Simpson, Clemson. Uh, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, we really like. And uh, Dayon Henley, Washington kicker. State. Yeah, like Those three for sure. Um, I don't know about uh, from Alabama, or Demarvian Overshown from Texas. I think that they're kind of at the cut line right there uh, for the third and fourth round for inside linebackers. Uh, as far as corners, Joey Porter. That's another guy that should have been taken in the first round. I'm kind of surprised on, um, but you know we saw the round on pretty much edge rushers, D tackles towards the end there. So it's kind of not surprising when you saw that run going that Porter fell out. Um, but he's going to go right away. He's going to go right away in the second. Everything we've seen uh, has him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the first pick of the second round. It's a, it's going to be really good for him. He's going to go right where his dad played. So, um, Outside of there, Stevenson out of Miami. Uh, Julius Brents is going to go here within these next two. So is Keely Ringo. Uh, somebody's going to take the shot on DJ Turner because of the speed. Uh, he is... He is a ball hawk guy. He's he's kind of be kind of that guy that's going to be looking to get the interception. So he is going to get burned at times, uh, no matter where he lands. We've seen some stuff with Riley Moss from Iowa. Probably late third, I would think on there. Cam Smith out of South Carolina though, is a guy that we've seen. So you're going to have, a, you, but a lot of these guys are going to be taken in here. So it's really like uh, Trivius Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU. He should be rated way up higher. Um, he should go to the end of the second, early third. Um, but that's going to, a lot of these, you have to understand, it's going to all depend on the defense, how the, how the corners play. That's where they're going to go. Porter, Pittsburgh is not going to pass up on him whatsoever. Um, unless somebody wants to trade up and get him a thing. I, I do like I, – I think Porter is going to be in there. Another guy that could have fit into the first round, I was kind of surprised that he was one of the draft invitees um, because it, it's so borderline with safeties every, each and every year, and that's Brian Branch, who is kind of more of a hybrid safety slash corner. Um, so, I mean, you can play around with him, but he can play strong safety too. Uh, the kid can fucking hit. Um, Jair Brown out of Penn State is going to go. Sydney uh, Chase's brother from Illinois is going to go uh, by the end of the third round. Uh, outside of there, his safety buddy Martin, I don't see going there. Maybe Battle, maybe Antonio Johnson. Jamie Robinson out of Florida State should be way higher on here. Jay Ward's okay. 
Um, but I think he's more of a fourth rounder, uh, to be completely honest. And then, uh, and I think that's about it. Unless you, um, uh, hold on. Jake Moody's going, but not today. I. <laughs> you say that. And each and every year we see these fucking place kickers get taken. Or even, or shall we go over to the punters? Bryce Berenger going by the end of the third round. No, we'll see. You know where we're going to see it. We're going to see it on Saturday with the fourth and fifth round. That's where it's going to be. I think we've gotten out of the whole uh, day one, day two uh, kicker debacles where we're just like kind of like, what the fuck was this team thinking for Christ's sakes? You know. So, but that's about it. I mean, really, we got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of videos I got to get posted up. I know. I understand. You're all pissed off from yesterday if you're over on Facebook or fucking Instagram because you're not an adult enough to get over on Twitter and follow us over there. So, I get it. I get it. You're a grown adult. You can make your own decisions. And I understand that some of you don't want to get on fucking TikTok only because China is overlooking everybody. And, you know, I mean, they really do have your information already because you have your fucking iPhone or your Samsung. So, I mean, what is, what is there? What is there? Oh, you're afraid that your wife is going to get pissed because you're looking at hot chicks on TikTok? Get the fuck out of here. Put my big old man bags up on the fucking screen and just get over it. But seriously, make sure that you're following us on all social media, because uh, especially over on Facebook, we'll, we will get you your live feed and over JSN there. JSN can't even do a push-up if you look at him. Yeah, fuck that guy. 